Welcome to Autonomous Unity on the Solidarity with Autonomy Network, the SWAN. Uh, we are, I think this is episode 71, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we're still on Tradition 12. We'll be discussing today how does your home group practice the principle of anonymity as expressed in Tradition 12 with regard to Tradition 7. Uh, with that, we'll go ahead and kick it off with the usual opening prayer. Uh, floor is yours, brother. God, as we endeavor to complete this work, we know that you are with us. We know that without your strength and inspiration, we are not capable of the task before us. We know that this work is not our work, but yours. Each of us, in our own way, humbly petition you to use us as your tools according to your will. We offer ourselves to you in this way knowing that you are a loving God and have all power in this work and in our lives that will be done. Thank you. All right. So I already uh, mentioned the topic there. Um, unofficially, what's kind of developed over the last several weeks is <laughs> I'll usually open it up and Bill will usually wrap it up with a whole bunch of stuff in between. So unless somebody wants to jump in now, uh, and get right into it. Uh, I'm going to open it up real briefly for that, and if not, I'll kick it off myself. So I'm going to shut up for about two or three, four or five seconds here. All right, I will take that as uh, as my cue. Uh, so uh, the principle of anonymity, basically, that uh, we talk about in Tradition 12, uh, how it's expressed through Tradition 7, um, with our home group, I, I think the most obvious one probably everybody will, will touch on is is the self-support first financially, which is kind of what we all default to. Um, I think it's it, it's almost like the fellowship has, has got this misconception that the seventh tradition is, is just about money <laughs> anymore. Uh, but it's kind of weird as I thought about this one, how – yeah, we always talk about these traditions being in order for a reason, and, and one leads into the next, and one depends on uh, another, and it just it seemed like they all kind of culminate here with this principle of anonymity and the need for a group to uh, be able to work with others, but but still stand on its own, make its own decisions, be its own entity. Um, the, the the responsibility to to carry the message. Uh, complete abstinence uh, and, and freedom from active addiction and that message of uh, hope, promise of freedom. Um, it, it just the way this all tied in is I thought about self-support and that being so much more than financial and, and the way we practice that. Um, but that self-support to me is so crucial to the anonymity that, that we lose the anonymity when we become reliant on on other people, outside entities, um, and even when we become 100% reliant on other groups. We work with other groups. We accept help from other groups because we're all members of NA and, and the same fellowship. Um, you know, we've given other groups uh, uh, literature. We've had members of other groups, other NA groups, donate uh, financially to us so that we can either put on event or an event or buy literature uh, but but in the end, we are self-supporting, and those other groups uh, are not responsible for us. And 
we as home group members, and we've discussed this a lot in other podcasts, it, 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 a lot of it feels like review, and it, to me it goes back to that whole idea that, that these all tie into each other, but that we we have to be able to uh, give of our time and our talents. Um, and again, it, it's that anonymity that, that no group is more important than another, no group is above another, no group is below another, and if we cannot be self-supporting, uh, we you know, we can't have that, that principle of anonymity uh, if we're not capable of, of making our own decisions and staying autonomous. Uh, we lose that autonomy when, when we're not capable of, of being self-supporting, not just financially, but, but as a home group carrying this message uh, with regard to time and talent as well. Uh, and in the other place that uh, I'm sure we're going to get into with other traditions that uh, kind of really sticks out in my mind is this idea of direct support for our services, that these services should not be self-supporting. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I've gotten into discussions with, with addicts who showed up in our home group uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, they were they're actually coming from an area that was very, um, I was going to say very pronounced, but it was actually an area that, that's very divided. The, the area that they that they're coming from was basically the east side of the city was was very pronaz and and the west side of the city was uh very traditionalist and had been printing second editions and and recently uh using baby blues even but but for possibly decades it's like every every meeting on the the west side i think was traditionalist and every meeting on the east side was conceptualist and they've had some division within the area but they're, they're just starting to finally experience some unity and, and so yeah these guys show up that were basically traditionalists um but um had some different differing views and we're talking about fundraisers through uh um committees and i got the chance to talk to them about uh, when services become self-supporting, uh, that that they they're no longer accountable to the groups, and the services themselves become autonomous. And, and the fact that we become reliant on these groups, or, or excuse me, on these services when when they become self-supporting, and and all of a sudden we're relying on them to provide our outreach, we're, we're provi- relying on them to provide H and I and PI and and these. They'd actually talked about the problem of uh, you get these um, conventions and, and and whatever you want to call it, and fundraisers and different things, and and all of a sudden the the purse strings are belong to the committee, and all of a sudden there's extra money, and the the committee their their original thought of the problem was all of a sudden the committee's deciding what to do with that money instead of using it for the next year's. Uh, event the extra money and and we were able to get into the discussion about well why are they entitled to the extra money for the next year's event without checking with the home groups it, it just led into this whole discussion of uh self-support and and anonymity and and it's it kind of cool because we ended up talking about they were there with the anonymity they they had this idea of that the anonymity and, and what it meant in all the traditions um and there was there were no arguments, and and these guys had real legitimate questions about the history, and uh, you know I was, I was kind of nervous at first when they started asking questions because I'm going, oh man, is this is this the fight coming? Uh, and it wasn't. These were just a couple guys that uh, you know they they'd been involved. One of them was was pretty neutral, but he wasn't in agreement with uh, things that Nas had done. He's just 
one of these guys that, and I've been there, I can't blame him that, hey, I don't want to take sides in this, didn't realize the importance of uh, of what we do in this movement, but it was just really cool to see that they, they understood that anonymity and how important it was and then, and and how the anonymity of uh, nobody controlling anybody else and, and, and nobody being below anybody else and, and how much that tied into the autonomy and the self-support and, and then not, not seeing some things that we were doing with our service structure and, and asking me questions about uh, why I won't uh, pay to go, if I go to a convention, why I won't pay. And, and you know, we've been able to say, look, I'll hand your home group money uh, to put on a, an event all day long, but I won't hand that to a committee uh, that the home groups haven't, uh, you know, I won't hand that to a committee blindly, period. Um, it's just a really cool experience. And, and uh, it, it's really cool to me that I, it, it, it seems like some of these ideas are finally starting to take hold and take root in the fellowship. Uh, people who didn't question things before are, I'm experiencing this a lot as I meet different addicts. Addicts finally starting to realize that that the concepts are not not in line with our traditions, and that we have completely uh, lost our spirit of anonymity within the rooms. And, and and until recently, I wasn't even fully aware of what anonymity. Maybe I'm not still fully aware of what anonymity means, but I had maybe two percent of the understanding that I had now. It, it was only. Uh, a few years ago, maybe two years ago, three at the most on this podcast, that I was saying things like, uh, wow, I'm finally understanding what the, the 12th tradition means. Because it was this, this whole idea of just sounded like some cool words to me. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions. All, all I knew about anonymity was, was being anonymous and, and, you know, not putting my name to the public. And if, if I choose to give you my last name in a meeting or even my real first name, that's in my case, that, that's up to me. And seeing it was so much more, and that anonymity truly was not just the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, but every place in the traditions where I had these questions about uh, what did uh, our predecessors mean, what did the, the founders of our fellowship mean uh, when they put these words to paper, even in, even in these chapters. And, and, uh, you know, there's always the research, which should always be done, but it was all of a sudden I'm seeing how every time the history of what happened back when I, when I looked up what their actions actually were and, and what their intent actually was or, or, or made efforts to find that out, that it always matched with this idea of, of anonymity within in the 12th tradition. Um, and I'll just say it again. I say it all the time, but anytime I have a question about what does this tradition mean, as soon as I apply the principle of anonymity to it, it, it's very clear. It, it's very clear to me. I, uh, if I'm going, okay, what does autonomous accepted matters affecting other groups or NA as a whole mean? Uh, it's, it's very obvious when when I say, okay, when I apply this spirit of anonymity, uh, that was another cool thing that we got. They talked a lot about autonomy of the groups and, and the ability of a group to be wrong. Um, and that being part of, of not just autonomy, but anonymity being reliant upon that. But uh, for us, that, that seventh tradition is, is paramount, that if we cannot support ourselves, we can have no anonymity uh, if I can't support myself. If, if I have to come to you as an individual uh, for to support me financially, uh, there's no anonymity there. You own me. If I'm completely reliant on you, if... Uh, 
And then I'm not saying we shouldn't help each other or anything like that, but I'm, I'm talking, kind of trying to put this in practical terms that, that if I depend on you for everything, if I, if I cannot support myself, uh, and I need, I need your permission to go to the movies. There's no anonymity there. Uh, anonymity is, is, is not just this nameless, faceless is part of it, but, it, but anonymity is, is part of this spiritual value of a group. Uh, the, the, the group has spiritual value and, and it is, is not just not above any other group, but is beneath no other group and, and, and no addict being beneath or above another addict. Um, I mean, as usual, I'm, I'm having problems expressing in words uh, what I'm feeling and, and, and what I'm understanding. So that's usually a good sign that I've already talked too long. So I'm going to open this up uh, to the other callers on the podcast and the other participants on the podcast. Uh, let them talk about their groups or, or even how they approach this individually, and then uh, we'll wrap it up with Bill, unless y'all want to do things differently, because I'm not the boss here either. So the floor is open. Don't be shy, y'all. Jared, I'm an act. Hey, Jared. Uh, uh, something that I had to learn early on through my own experience, which I think uh, has helped out uh, in our home group right now, and even my sponsors told me we have the responsibility uh, to making sure the facility where our meetings are at as a home group is clean. I remember early on, uh, before I went back, I, we got a meeting started in a small town. We didn't have money for the rent. So us as a home group had to be of service to the facility until we were able to accumulate the rent. Like uh, it's the communication with the uh, place where we were having the meeting. And actually we have to still do that today. Uh, the home group I'm part of, yes, we're able to afford our own rent, but there's other meetings there to, as a home group, we have to hold ourselves accountable to make sure that place is left cleaner than what we showed up at. Because sometimes it's not the cleanest place to come into. Uh, but what I had to do early on through my own experience is having to play effect to today because it doesn't matter what other home groups are doing there, how bad they leave it messed up. We have to, as our own home group, uh, hold ourselves accountable and uh, treat that place and clean it better than what we left it at, do a walkthrough and not cast the stone at the other home groups, even though they're part of their service structure of what they are doing. We need to look at what we are doing as a home group to keep it uh, up to standards or par uh, and things like that, just to kind of simplify. We can't care about what their groups are doing there. We can only hold our own home group accountable for what we're doing to make sure we're self-supporting on where our main place is, even if it's not the money standpoint. So that's all I got to share. Thanks, Jared. I'm going to call Kim. Hey, hey Kim. Kim. Hey, Kim. Uh, thank you guys for your experiences. Um, what, what we, I just got thinking of, uh, of an issue we got uh, a few months ago in the group with uh, passing around the basket. Uh, and that was a clear violation of anonymity because we 
you know, we're kind of dependent on others to, uh, to you know, to ship in. So there was a lot of egos involved. You know, I don't have to because uh, I I know he will he will lay in that much in the baskets and and <laughs> and things like that. And I just figured out how that relates to violating anonymity. And, uh, not exactly the same tradition, but it, in one way we you know we collect funds by passing around the baskets and. And how we solved that was, uh, well, first of all, to pass the basket around. And we explained why we passed the basket around to carry the message and to pay for our rent and to print literature. And uh, so we do this explanation. And before we just, uh, you know, had a basket right on the table. So everyone, you know, saw what everyone put it in there. So, uh, yeah, I know we had some big discussions and big group inventories on that in the group. And I just came thinking of that when it comes to this tradition and to, to anonymity in this tradition. Because uh, we violate if we depend on others to to be responsible. You know, we're, we're all responsible in this as, as well as with carrying our message, we're all responsible. If we depend on others to carry the message, the message will be altered. Um, mm, wow, yeah. <laughs> and, and I that, love that, man. <laughs> sorry. That, that's why we... I'm sorry, you got me excited. I didn't mean to interrupt. You just got me yeah. so excited. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> it's all right, Trump. Uh, so that's, we, we can't accept an outside contributions either because I know we've been asked unofficially once, you know, but we directly said no, you know, we can't do that. The price is too high. So, but also within the group, we can't depend on others to do it because we're all responsible in the group. Um, you know, I don't know if it's a lot about we're equal and that's the same with this, you know, with participating in the, to give and our time and effort to, to carry the message. Uh, that's what I got on this. Thank you for letting me share. Uh, thank you, brother. Hey, I want to make something clear, too. If anybody wants to jump in at any point, I didn't mean to imply that we had some rigid format here all of a sudden either. Uh, <laughs> when I was talking about usually I kick it off. But uh, and I was saying that because what you, what you said got me so excited, uh, not just with the uh, – that was kind of the, the <laughs> point that I, I couldn't contain it, but, uh, you, you know, when you talked about that, that our message is altered if we depend on other people, when you were talking about – you know, it not being my business, basically, what other people are putting in the basket, you know, and, and that's so important that I'm not focused on that and that, that um, you know, a lot of times I hear I hear addicts talk about, <laughs> and I know we get to this point in our step work where, where financially we're self-supporting, but addicts talking about I got to be self-supporting and, and I'm going, that's not much that when I come in here... I need to learn not to be so self-supporting in my step work. I need to learn to rely on other addicts. I need to, to learn to be a part of this fellowship and, and then make this amends process and all the things we do with the steps and be self-supporting. Um, yeah, but, but when we're talking about this seventh tradition in the home group, we're not talking about – we're talking about us as a group being self-supporting. Uh, and I, it's a personal thing that I'm stepping up and doing my part. Um, I lose that spirit of anonymity when I'm – worrying about what other addicts are doing or you need to be doing as much as me. We need to be self-supporting as a home group unit. And some, uh, you know, some people are more financially capable than others. Some of us have more time to give than others. Some of us have different talents than others. Uh, 
Maybe some of us are more equipped to write or put things in writing than others, but that, that doesn't mean we exclude people. Uh, that's what's so beautiful about that open participation process that goes right into being self-supporting is, is maybe somebody doesn't write so well in the home group, but, but they have insights that we sit there in open participation and, and we might have one person with the typewriter or, or keyboard really, or one person with the pen, but we've got everybody writing this thing and, and the person, it just, man, what you said sparked so much stuff with me. And I want to, I want to say uh, one thing that, that is really cool that um, when we're talking about being self-supporting and, and, but, but still this anonymity when we do work with other groups and when we do accept contributions from other members of NA, one thing, at least it's been my personal experience is, is I've been different places and, and the home groups I've been a member of over the years has been one thing I think we've done really well as a fellowship, mainstream groups or Nas groups, whatever you want to call them, is, is there does seem to be, I, I've never personally run into this idea of, uh, and maybe I'm, I'm just saying, I've never personally run into this idea. Maybe other people have had other experiences, but where someone from another group has contributed to our basket, and now all of a sudden it's, uh, hey, our group wants to say in what you're doing, or I gave you that money. I, one thing we've done really well as a fellowship is maintaining that anonymity of, you know, you're a member of NA, you come to our home group this night, you put money in our basket because you're you're helping us being self-supporting and you're paying a little bit of your own way being here uh, as a member of NA. And honestly, and this is just this is a totally opinion. You come and you sit in our group that night and go to our meeting. It doesn't entitle you to, well, the way our group works, you can, you can be a home group member at, at a whim. But, but I feel like when you're in our home group as a member of NA, that uh, you're a member of our group in that moment. We're, we're members of NA. It, it's this. Yeah, I, I usually don't like to talk about this greater whole, but there is there are appropriate times when there's this greater whole, and you you're sitting in our home group. We're, we're sharing this message of, of hope, this, you know, promise of freedom, uh, this way to live happy, joyous, and free through and, and, and have complete abstinence. Uh, and, and in that moment, I feel like we are all members of that home group while that meeting is going. Um, and that's totally an opinion, but it just, to me, that is so much the spirit of anonymity that, that we come together as addicts, we put aside all these differences I don't know how many times I've sat in meetings with people with brutal differences of opinion, uh, even with regard to the traditions, and and we become lost in that moment of, of sharing this message and, and, and sharing our experiences and, and how many times I've sat in meetings that it's just been about recovery, um, where honestly there's even people who, who might personally hate each other, <laughs> and they go right back to hating each other after the meeting, but all of a sudden they're brothers and sisters in that group in that moment. And that, the spirit of anonymity is so powerful there. And it's a shame we can't always carry that over. Not that we can't, that we sometimes choose not to surrender and carry that over to after the meeting and, and what we do in our personal lives with each other after that. But, uh, yeah, I've seen some pretty incredible things. I'm sorry, you just got me going there, brother. And I just, man, got me excited. So I'm going to open it back up. Uh <laughs> I know you're a little under the weather today, Eric. I didn't know if you wanted to speak or not, or if there's anybody else on the line we're not aware of. I'm Mac. My name's Eric. Hi, Eric. Um, hey, Eric. Yeah, a lot of what's been shared has really uh, been really good. You know, the thing the thing that I learned with the seven tradition in our home group, um, you know, uh, being fully self-supported, I, I think 
you know, with our home group, we still have some work to do with this. Um, but we're actually getting there. You know, we're uh, moving in the right direction. We're uh, doing our own public information. You know, we've been kicked off of the uh, um, <clears throat> the area meeting list and the regional meeting list. And uh, in all reality, that has helped us to understand that we need to do our own public information and helped us to, to grow in that area in, in unity. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the Southern tradition is really um, – so much more than just the finances, but you know, one of the things I did did hear with the finances is you know we get the opportunity to give. You know, the seventh tradition is is a, uh, um, you know, it, it it's about our privilege as NA members that we are able to give. You know, um, as NA members. We can support our uh, groups as NA members. We can support our the services that we believe in. Um, in all reality, people that are not NA members do not have that privilege. Um, you know, because you know, otherwise we would not be fully self-supported. If if we allow uh, outside people to to do our services, if we you know, except for our special workers. Um, then we're not being fully self-supported, you know, um, and, and that's the thing that, uh, you know, and with the fundraisers and stuff like that, I, I'm, I'm very much along the lines of, uh, uh, I really don't like fundraisers, <laughs> you know, that's my own personal opinion. Um, I think that it's too easy for things to get uh, misconstrued. It's too easy for, you know, you know, like we've already said, you know, committees end up making activities and uh, then all of a sudden who's the money accountable to, you know, um, you know, we had a, at our home group when we were struggling to be able to pay the rent one time, you know, uh, we, we did have a seventh tradition potluck and we made it very clear what the money was going towards. You know, we made it very clear that all of the money would be going towards donation for rent. Um, in our area, we've had we've had several issues with uh, what was talked about earlier, with uh, where people put money in a basket for a fundraiser or put money in a basket for uh, um, activity, and then all of a sudden they found out that the money went towards buying literature that they didn't agree with, and so they uh, you know they threw a fit and. Said, well, you can't do that. You didn't tell. And it's like, where's your responsibility to know where that money's going? You know, um, I do not put any money in. I do not support groups that I know that the money might go to places I do not believe in. You know, um, I will uh, support them with things that I believe. You know, if I drink their coffee, I'll buy them coffee or, I, you know, stuff like that, but I'm not going to give them money that might go somewhere I don't believe it, you know. Um, so I don't know. I My head's all over the place. And yeah, like you said, I'm kind of under the weather, but I'm glad to be here. So that's all I got. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I actually got a lot out of what you said, actually. So, you know, you're feeling all over the place. I'm, I'm glad you uh, said it. Um, I remember this discussion I had uh, with some addicts a number of years back. Um, 
and and they were talking. There were a number of us talking about this dilemma. What you're talking about right there, and and I was still pretty fresh to the traditionalist movement itself as far as being involved in it. Um, definitely not to these ideas. I'd always been reared with a lot of these ideas, but uh, some of us that were kind of newer to the movement, you know, this idea of, you know, you go to a meeting, you want to put money in the basket, but you know it's going to support this service structure and concepts that you don't agree with. Um, and a lot of times the vast majority of the money is going going to these places. Uh, they're collecting a lot more than rent. And, and and some of the people who'd had experience with that talked about, you know, here's what I do is, is uh, sometimes we find ourselves, um, I wish there were more traditionalist meetings, but sometimes we find ourselves with a need to go to a meeting uh, and we go to these and I, I, I'm not even, I don't, I don't exclude myself from going to meetings that follow that structure. To me, it's part of this idea of our differences of opinion on service structure are that's totally different. We're still one fellowship. Um, as much as maybe some people don't want that, I don't exclude myself from those meetings, but one, one idea that was put forth wasn't even an idea. It was a practice they were already using. Some of these guys was, yeah, I'll go when I go to these other meetings and I don't agree with her. That money's going. I don't put money in their basket. They've obviously got enough money to pay their rent and and buy what they're buying because they they have enough money to just hand it over blindly to these other service structures. And they say, but I, as addicts, they still didn't feel comfortable themselves going to a meeting, having money in their pocket and, and not being able to put a couple bucks in the basket. And and they talked about. I'm being real long-winded here, but. Uh, I always like to, if nobody's ever had experience with the podcast or this first one, I don't want to leave them hanging going, what does that mean? So with all that backstory said, what, what the solution of a lot of these guys was, and, and one thing that I've practiced before is uh, if I'm going to these other meetings uh, and not putting in their basket, uh, what I'll do is I'll make sure when I get to either my home group or a, a traditionalist meeting or a meeting that I know they're using the money appropriately, I'll put the money in their basket that I would have put in those other baskets. Um, and I'm not saying anybody has to do that. You're, <laughs> the, the truth of the matter is, and the way our traditions are set up, is you can come to this fellowship and never spend a penny and still be a full member. Um, it's, it's not what I do in my personal uh, recovery. I'm not recommending that that's a good thing for anybody's personal recovery, especially when it comes to indirect amends that a lot of us need to make. But But you can literally come be a member of NA and never – never put a single penny in any basket, never come out of your pocket for anything. Um, and I don't know what it was you said, Eric, but one thing when you were talking, it, it occurred to me, and I don't know why this has never occurred before because we talked so much about the non-financial, but, but a lot of the ways when we talk about being self-supporting is uh, when I show up and share in a meeting with that newcomer, that's part of our self-support too, and not relying on having to have other people there um, from other meetings uh, to carry our message. There's there's a part of my responsibility I feel like, uh, and again, we're free to do anything in here. You're free to not do anything in any. And the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop using. But I just feel like me personally, I have a part of the self-support of our home group is, is the members showing up and actually sharing and that may be the largest part of our self-support uh you know if, if worse came to worse we could meet in a member's home if we have no money for rent that may maybe the largest part of that self-support is showing up and carrying that message and being available for 12-step calls uh as home group members beyond anything that we do service-wise or or 
any of that, it, it comes down to that basic carrying the message. And, and the biggest way we need to be self-supporting as a home group is, yeah, I think we've all been to home groups or, or even been members of home groups at times. Hell, the home group I'm a member of, we've had weeks that, uh, uh, many weeks that um, it's going to have to be a one-person speaker meeting if the members of the home group that are there are the only ones who share. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that's just the fact of the matter sometimes. But, uh, you know, a huge part of that self-support is us showing up and opening our mouths uh, and sharing what, what NA has given us, you know. I, I had that experience years ago of having an addict uh, call me on my shit very publicly in a meeting in an inappropriate way, but when we talked afterward and I was able to put my character defects aside a little bit, I was able to realize that what he was saying to me was, hey, look, asshole, you came here however many years ago it was at the time, uh, and there were a lot of people in that meeting that didn't need to be there that night for their own recovery. Uh, they were there paying it back or paying it forward or however you want to phrase that. They were there practicing pretty much a seventh tradition. I don't think he realized he was actually saying that, but but they were there when they didn't need to be, and that's the reason you're clean. And when I don't show up on a regular basis and, and share what I've got, am I depriving a newcomer of hearing that? You know, the, it, there comes a point when the meetings are not just about my personal recovery and what I need that night. There comes a point when now it's a, about making sure that that newcomer really is the most important person in the room and, and that uh, – even though maybe I can go a few weeks and not even think about getting loaded without a meeting, that doesn't excuse my responsibility uh, as, as an addict. And especially if this was a member of the home group, I was, uh, it was my home group at the time, the home group that I belonged to. And I wasn't showing up to it very often. And, and he, like I said, I, I felt like it was very inappropriate, but that wasn't what I had to take from the discussion. I had to go, okay, what's my end of this was my character defects. And, and, uh, you know, and like I said, it's only right now I'm realizing a huge part of the seventh tradition is us sharing in those meetings. But the point he, he'd given me was nonetheless like, hey, you know, you wouldn't be here if people who who didn't have to have a meeting that night to stay clean weren't there sharing their their happiness and their joy that night. You know, I was able to see all these uh, what was called old timers at the time, which would have been anybody with a year or more. But, you know, and, and people with five and seven years had vast amounts of clean time in the area I was in at the time, uh, but they were there sharing what they had, and I, I would not be here had I had they not been there to share that with me. There would have been a bunch of us in, in the room who were newcomers and, and hadn't reaped anything, hadn't reaped any of the rewards yet, or very few of them. There, there wouldn't have been anything for me to look at and go, man, I want what they've got, and I'm willing to do anything to get that, even if that means I have to be actually totally abstinent in their definition of clean and not mine which was, to me, clean and sober were two different things, and, and I could drink and call myself clean. And they, you know, they made clear to me that night that that's not what their definition of clean was, and if I wanted what they had, uh, the, the total abstinence was the way to do it. So, I, again, I'm, I feel like I'm talking way longer again than I intended to, but, man, this is there's so much good stuff coming out today. Uh, this just opening my eyes <laughs> even more. <laughs> I feel like you never quit learning about these traditions. It's like the simpler they get, the more there is to know. It's so weird. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now. Uh, and uh, as usual, I, if anybody has anything else to chime in or there's somebody on the line we're not aware of, feel free. Uh, it's kind of been the unofficial tradition here, though, that uh, we usually have uh, Bill wrap us up and, and uh, <laughs> 
if uh, it goes how it usually goes, everything that I babble and try to say and, and don't put into words very well, he's going to have uh, very well thought out and, and put in very concise, simpler terms, everything I've been trying to say, and, <laughs> and then have some things that I didn't even think of. So uh, unless somebody else wants to jump in, the floor is yours, Bill. I, I'm an actor named Eric. Um, hey, Eric. I forgot to mention that, and I, and I really hope, I'm sure Bill will talk about this some, but uh, um, the open participation process and how uh, that is a huge part of um, being self-supported and how it's a way for addicts to give back. Um, I didn't realize that before, but, you know, that was taken from us. It was one of the ways that we were able to give back and being involved with writing and being involved with some of those things has been a huge part of my recovery lately. And uh, I could never go back to the way it was before where, um, where, you know, you, you would try to write something and you'd get shot down, you know? Um, And it'd be like the, the whole anonymity was not there at all. It was like, well, you're not good enough to, you know, in the other country, you know, I've gotten letters from them saying that we're not going to use your input. They really didn't care, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that is not anonymity. That's not practicing anonymity. When you have a closed committee and you don't allow people to speak, that is not practicing anonymity. And uh, so I, I know Bill will probably share on that some more, but uh, that's uh that's one of the ways that we actually do practice an- anonymity in our home group. We uh, we have a gray book reflections writing meeting, and uh, now with the uh, input and review meeting also, um, those are two great ways that we uh, practice anonymity and, and that spirit of being able to give back. So that's all I got. Thanks, Derek. Okay, uh, I'm an addict. I'm Bill. Hey, Bill. And, the, and uh, every NA every NA group ought to be full of self-supporting, declining outside contributions. And uh, how's anonymity play in this? Is what we're talking about? Is the anonymity of it all? You know, and uh, yeah, and I think about it. Um, you know, how's the group self-supporting? You know. Uh, Everyone goes right to the money, of course. And uh, that's why we have a silent prayer when we pass the, we have a box. Some people got a basket. Other people just have a uh, a thing sitting in the middle of the table, a cup like, and they put the money in. But uh, it, it people think that's the seventh tradition. We like to read this the box is not the seventh tradition. It's just one way of applying a spiritual principle, and we do it in, in and and uh, we do it with a silent prayer to reflect on how we're carrying the message to the actual suffers. And when the box returns, we we have uh, uh, a serenity prayer. All right, but it takes the focus off of uh, what individual is putting into that box is what it does. It, it allows that person to spiritually give back in uh, a financial matter to support the group, the meeting. It's not actually supporting the group, it's, some, it's supporting the meeting uh, is what that does. And how it supports the meeting 
it pays for the literature, it pays for the, the facility, it pays for the, uh, the refreshments uh, that we have there for people, water, sodas, uh, you know, a pizza or two that we have on our, our table. And it takes care of these these uh, things that everyone is being part of. Uh, and no one's concerning the amount that they put in that way because you're in prayer instead. We remove uh, that whole uh, the, the look at it, people and what they're putting in there. It doesn't matter what someone puts in. It matters that they're very, they have an ability to give. And, it, and this tradition is all about giving. And it's about giving spiritually. It's about removing the I and, and being part of the we. I mean, the group is totally different than the meeting. And each group is self-supporting is what we're talking about. But the group allows the meeting to be self-supporting in that area. Uh, the group meets in, in group conscience. The group meets and, and talks over the condition of the the actual meetings, what's going on in the meetings, what what are we carrying the message, are we fulfilling our primary purpose in that meeting? We go over the format. We go over to make sure the format participates, and nobody knows basically who was involved in that conscious except the actual group itself, and. Uh, but uh, the meeting, we ask that if there is someone at that meeting that is an NNA member, that please do not contribute in any form, okay? But when your eyes are closed and you're in prayer, you don't know who put in. It's it's anonymity, and it's in its in its purest form, it's anonymity. But you ask that no one puts in that basket. That's an NNA member. That uh, this is for NA members only. Uh, this 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 box or basket or a cup, whatever form we use, uh, you know, and, uh, it's real sim it's simplistic. That part of being self-supporting, but the the self-supporting is our literature table. Uh, you know, people walk into our meeting and they see two eight-foot tables full of literature. It's all printed by the home group. The the home group pays for the paper, they pay for the ink, and it's it's done by the time of home group members to, to print it on home their home uh, printers. And it's brought there to the meeting. And, uh, you know, we have got many of other groups off the ground with our literature table. There's groups that have come there that financially are not able, or for some reason their printers are broke or something, we have enough literature that they can get literature to stockpile their tables with. You know, that's part of us giving back and carrying our message. We always focus on the carrying the message, how we're facilitating that. And we don't get caught up in the whole, uh, we look at as the we efforts. I mean, I just answered a question on how does it benefit your home group? Uh, because our home group has just put a thing out. It's in the newsletter uh, uh, this, this month, uh, basically letting people know that we are building a stockpile of, of uh, literature, so when, when groups co-op together, that there's no delayed time in getting the literature once we get that stockpile built up. And we're offering to all the groups in the Fellowship Service Conference, our groups that, ha that, that have co-opt with our group in getting that literature, and uh, every time we run into obstacles, our group gets blamed for the problems 
and yes, we find the solutions to what the problems are, and we get everything back up and running again is what we do. But all the groups are participating in the actual co-oping of getting literature printed at that sense. So what we can't do that do alone, we do together. And we're doing that with other groups. And uh, uh, it was a while back, a group, uh, when, when the group in, in, in another country wanted to send literature to South Africa, the one group didn't want to put money up for it. They said, well, that ain't benefiting us in Holland. But we don't differ in what country we're in. We don't differ where we're at. We're just addicts. We're participating in carrying the message. And why should we get caught up in in that competition or how's it benefit? If we're sitting on a lot of funds, is that funds really going to use if we're sitting on a lot of funds? You know, and, and our group says, no, it's not. It's not going to benefit. We don't need this type of uh, money sitting by the side. Let's use it up for the benefit of Narcotics Anonymous as a whole instead. And that's what we do with the printing of the IPs and stuff and the newsletters. We supply a few groups with newsletters, okay, uh, because our group prints the newsletters, and, and there's no charge in that. All right? It's just, hey, our group can support that, and there's no sense sitting on the literature. You know, and, uh, when we do uh, history days, we take a lot of literature with us, and we give it away at them history days. You know, and uh, there's been times we put over a thousand barrels worth of literature on the tables to give away, and that's considering books and NIPs and, and old newsletters and stuff that we put out and uh, and let the groups know it. When we leave, keep it for your own group, okay? Use it there. We don't want to take it back, okay? All right? It's yours now. Uh, you know, and uh, so this self-supporting stuff, you know, and, and yeah, the identity of it is there's nobody that knows who does what or who does what when they do it. We don't keep a, a time tally on that. Just like I posted, I just posted about this. Uh, you know, if we make excuses not to participate, are we truly self-supporting? You know, uh, are we putting it on a bunch or, or on a few to do everything for us? Well, then we got to take a, a personal conscience on that area. You know, uh, what we said, I've been talking to people about this, about at the conference, okay? Uh, you know, and usually it, it never affected us at the, at the conference what was going out in the porch, but this time the porch affected us a whole lot after the conference. You know, and, uh, and I've been talking with a few members about that. I says, well, if you're not willing to bring it in the open and talk about it, okay, and, and uh, put it on the table in open forums, what good does it do us after the conference? I mean, simply, what good does it do us? At, we are all groups that are coming together and we support a conference. That conference is directly accountable to us. And if you don't like the way things are running, what good does it do out on the porch there? That promotes disunity. It promotes, there's no amenity in that. There's no, as you share it openly and get it cleared up instead of letting it fester. When you let things fester in a home group, say it's in a home group and it festers like that and you're backbiting, okay, and complaining about uh, the people that are doing the service and you feel that you're not part of it, you know, is there amenity there when you're doing that even? I mean, you think about that stuff. Where is amenity when we fester and we backbite and we talk bad about people 
and we never get it in the open. We never bring it to conscience and talk about that. Is it our personal crap, or is it truly happening? Okay, and if it's truly happening, the group needs to be held accountable for that. And you do that in the private group conscious meeting. And you bring that up, you talk about it openly, and say this, and we need to solve this situation. We don't feel we're being allowed to be involved in the open participation. Eric just talked about open participation. Open Everything should be open for people to be involved. And I talk about that right from the writing of our literature, input in our literature, input and reviewing it, and then the final approval of it. It should all be open participation. It should never be closed down. Our public information should be open for any member to be involved in it and uh, give their time and energy to be able to get that information out that the group here exists. Every group should be able to do that. I was just looking at this um, public information um, pamphlet that they're doing over in Holland. I don't know what it's saying because it's in Dutch, okay? But I know the first word is uh, drugs. I mean, basically drug problem, drugs problem, okay? Uh, you know, and they, and then they got their helpline, well, the, the web page on it. And I'm not sure what they're actually saying, if it's, uh, you know, why are we here, what's in a program, or, you know, what, because it's all in their language, and on the back they got a meeting list, and they got uh, a phone number there, okay, where to call. But the web page on the front for the European uh and they helped out dot l with uh, it's basically w dot n a help dot l n l okay to get information from the web page and then on the back they have a phone number to call with a meeting list on them uh a nice public information that the groups are doing there through their p i efforts you know and it's real simple stuff you pick that up you don't know who put that together it's there it's out there you can put it in storage you can put it wherever they have a rack. A literature rack, you can put it in your literature rack. You can make it available for people to find you. And that's part of the group is to make sure people know where you're at, how to find you, what night you're meeting on. And we deal with, if you have a drug problem, we're here to help. Simple. You know, and uh, when they get there, they're going to find out what we're dealing with is a recovery solution to the drug problem. It's a recovery solution is what we provide. You know, for that drug problem, we provide a drug, uh, a recovery process, and that's what the whole meeting is set up on, is a recovery meeting for, from addiction. How do we recover from addiction is what we're talking about. But that should be, all be open participation, all involvement, all, all uh, you know, getting people involved in our fellowship at all different levels. And all different levels, the lowest level, the highest level is what people look at as the way that, when you when you have the inverted pyramid, the highest level is the member, and then the group, and that's where all the service should be initiated from is from the member to the group, and the members should come together in their group setting and provide the initiation of its services that they're going to provide to to get the information out, and everything should be surrounded about the the message the, of from recovery from addiction. And your literature should be written on, on it always should reflect the solution. And and what we're providing is a solution. And the public information should be done from that initiated that group and got that information out. All should be allowed to be involved and it should be a, a, an anonymity 
where we're all spiritually coming together to make these decisions through a spiritual decision. And that spiritual decision is made through allowing God involved in it and anonymity exists then. We're not involved in the personalities and the egos. We're involved in the spiritual solution instead. And everything should be involved in that spiritual solution when we're doing these things. And that's where anonymity uh, you know, comes birth of the spirituality within the group setting. It's not based on ego. It's not based on personality. But it's reflecting on something Jimmy wrote years ago, what our responsibility is. And that responsibility is to carry this message where no one else can carry it except us. And if we base it in that, we cannot uh, get caught up in all the other issues out there. I mean, we're dealing with a lot of issues in the forefront right now that need to be discussed within our groups and all our groups. And, uh, you know, we just had some someone uh, ask if they could have an article in our newsletter, and we, we allow anyone to, to put articles in our newsletter, okay, if they're members of Narcotics Anonymous. And uh, the only thing I would ask is they, they take the... the 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 fucking the fucking out okay you know uh, <laughs> you know it's, it's, seriously it's it, this newsletter is in yeah. print and uh, yeah if they take that out what they're saying takes it's their their it takes bear to fruit what they're saying anyway is the message they were just thrown off uh, the regional and their area meeting list and they got them thrown off the world app and and it's in Louisiana okay and they said they they're hoping their group joins as is now. Uh, you know, basically, they're upset. They've been removed. For, for, for no, where Natick can't find them now. Well, I just uh, put it up on Radio Free, asking the Dutch and the Swedes or any other groups that are doing public information to, to come together and write an article on how they do that at the group level. And I'd like to see that article then in the same newsletter with that article, because there's a solution. There's a solution to a problem. This is how we're doing public information, sharing of information with other groups. And that's where the fellowship service conference was set up by the groups to be able to facilitate that. Uh, and then it becomes, once once it's written and other groups uh, take it, it's theirs. We shared that information with them. Now they can take that and they can tweak it, whatever they want to do, and make that available for their groups to be able to get that message out there, where they're at how to find us, and then when they get there, the solution is provided in the meeting format. That's all self-supporting, and that's anonymously. It's within anonymity. It's within the spirituality of it. It doesn't matter who did it, okay, it's, uh, and where it even was initiated from, because this stuff that's being initiated in Holland and Sweden actually started back in the 70s, okay, of how we operate it, and that's what's being shared with them, and they're putting it to use. They're tweaking it. They're making it fit their needs. They're getting the information out, but it starts at a member level sharing of information is where it started. And uh, it doesn't matter what sponsorship line it started out of or anything. It started through uh, groups coming together, discussing these information, how to do this service, how to provide it, and get local meetings off the ground where there was no Narcotics Anonymous. And that's all we're doing is we're duplicating that shared experience of members and groups onto others and we're taking old stuff that works today, and they're tweaking it to fit their needs. And if we write an article like that there, and it's a collective article of, it can be groups in Sweden, what they're doing because they're in that situation, the groups in 
in, in Holland have gone through that situation where they were being forced off out of areas and stuff and how, how they're finding solutions to it and what they're providing and what they're doing through their public information efforts to attract newer members to come to them. That's all within anonymity. They're doing it together, and when you write a collective article like that, I mean, uh, groups in 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 in, um, in um, Nebraska that are going through it can can contribute to that article, and it's basically a collection of shared experience of groups being shared with other groups and how they're being self-supporting and getting that message out that we're here in the midst of attack. I mean, constant attack by these agents of a corporation, and it's what I call it. And uh, we can rise above it. We can rise above it with the spirituality through getting the information back out there to groups. And I think these are the things that need to be discussed when we're talking about this here. It's being self-supporting, declining outside contribution, and how we're getting involved, okay? I sit in prayer when I pray, and God directs me on how much I give personally, okay? To Narcotics Anonymous, and it doesn't matter how much it is, uh, you know that I that that I contribute with time, energy, uh, communication, uh, financially. It it all rolls up into one, and I've been doing that since I got clean. You know, it's been led by spirituality. It's all through prayer, and and God tells me as I up my financial co- contributions it's because God directed me in that area. It was through prayer. It's through and and my involvement, how much time I give. Sometimes my wife nudges at me and say, "Hey, it's a little, it's a lot," and I tell her, "Have we been given a lot back in return?" And she then she she says, "Yes, we've been given a lot." So let's leave that alone at this moment. And uh, our lives are, are are directed by a greater power to direct us on our contributions in all areas, from financial to to time, energy. Being at the meetings, self, you know, uh, being at the at the meetings that our group sponsors, okay, making sure I'm there and I'm visible and I'm available to help somebody else, and that's what the group is there for. They're visible, they're available to help somebody else. That's our purpose: is to help somebody, to provide an atmosphere of recovery, to make sure that the newcomer not only hears that they're the most important, but feels it when they leave that they want to return to that meeting. And they want to attach themselves to the people in that meeting because there's a solution being provided. Everything has to be solution-oriented when it comes to amenity. And we don't take credit for any of it. We, we pass the credit on to a greater power, to a spiritual power that, that has given us the energy, the time, the availability, and the financial means to make sure our group is self-supporting in all areas. Of, of being self-supporting through amenity and keeping it at amenity level instead. And that's what we focus on, so thank you for allowing me to share. 